0: 14th century English mystic Julian of Norwich has been talked about by people in many different ways, but first and foremost She's the author of an extraordinary text the Revelations, which is the earliest known text authored by a woman in English Personally, she has been a friend and companion in my Christian life for over 30 years I'm the Reverend David Simmons Episcopal priest and oblate in the order of Julian of Norwich Thank you for joining me as we read and pray through the works of this extraordinary woman of faith and explore what she has to teach us about God's love. Good morning and welcome to Chapter 71 of Love Was His Meaning, reading and praying with Julian of Norwich. We'll start off with a little office. The link to that is found in the podcast description. Alleluia, Christ is risen! The Lord is risen indeed! Alleluia! Let's say together Psalm 84. How dear to me is your dwelling, O Lord of hosts! My soul has a desire and longing for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh rejoice in the living God. The sparrow has found her a house, and the swallow a nest where she may lay her young. By the side of your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Happy are they who dwell in your house. They will always be praising you. Happy are the people whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on the pilgrim's way. Those who go through the desolate valley will find it a place of springs, for the early rains have covered it with pools of water. They will climb from height to height, and the God of gods will reveal himself in Zion. Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Hearken, O God of Jacob. Behold our defender, O God, and look upon the face of your anointed. For one day in your courts is better than a thousand in my own room, and to stand at the threshold of the house of my God, than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is both sun and shield. He will give grace and glory. No good thing will the Lord withhold from those who walk with integrity. O Lord of hosts, happy are they who put their trust in you. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray a prayer of Julian together. God of your goodness, give me yourself, for you are enough to me, and I can ask nothing that is less that can be full honor to you and if i ask anything that is less i shall always be in want for only in you have i all amen well here we are in chapter 71 of julian's revelations and um we are in the the point where we've had all the revelations and she is continuing to reflect um, on the things that she's learned Glad and merry and sweet is the blessed loving face our Lord turns to our souls, for He sees us always living in love longing for Him, and He wills that our soul be of glad expression to Him in order to give Him His reward. And thus I hope with grace that He has, and shall even more, draw in our outer expression to the inner demeanor, and make us all at one with Him, and each of us with the other, in the true lasting joy that is Jesus." I understand three kinds of expressions from our Lord. The first is the face of passion, as he as he showed it while he was here in his life dying, though this sight is mournful and sorrowful, yet it is also glad and merry, for he is God. The second kind of face is pity and sympathy and compassion, and this he shows to all his lovers who have need of his mercy with certainty of saving. The third is the full blessed face as it shall be without end, and this was continued most often and longest. And thus, in the time of our pain and our woe, he shows us the face of his passion and of his cross, helping us to bear it by his own blessed strength. And in the time of our sinning, he shows us the face of compassion and pity, mightily protecting us and defending against all our enemies. And these two are the usual faces that he shows to us in this life, with them mixing the third... And this third is his blessed face, partially like what it would be in heaven, and that face is a gracious inspiration and sweet enlightening of the spiritual life by which we are saved in certain faith, hope, and love, with contrition and devotion, and also with contemplation and all manner of true solace and sweet comforts. The blessed face of our Lord God accomplishes that, inspiring and enlightening in us by grace." so we have a, a lot of talk of a face here um the the word in middle english is a uh, cheer um which makes its way to our um uh, as an affectation or um uh, a countenance or an attitude you know it, it it's cognate of our modern word cheer uh, but in middle english it meant more of a general countenance or affectation um, but that certainly works along with what Julian is saying this high this idea of glad and merry and sweet is the blessed, loving face of our Lord and the you know the the part of what we 're working here with is this idea in Hebrew scriptures, looking upon the face of God is not a good thing. you have all these it would generally kill you I mean this is why um uh, there 's all these points in the old testament where um where um people are hiding their face or uh, they're in a cave and, and God puts God's hand over over the mouth of the cave while he passes by so that the, the the prophet won't look out and see the face and and that kind of stuff. But as Christians, we have this particular idea of God being incarnated in the person of Jesus. So we literally have a human face to look upon um, as God. Um, so it, it gives us a, a different kind of viewpoint um, than the other Abrahamic monotheistic religions. For um and god, glad and merry and sweet is the blessed loving face and he sees it in us our living in love longing so this love longing idea that we're we're constantly uh reaching for god that we're constantly in a hunger or a thirst for god we have this love longing for him and he wills that our soul be of glad expression to him in order to give him his reward so he, he's telling us to be, to be merry and to be um uh, of good cheer uh, as we as we, um, approach God. And this is somewhat different. It's, it's not, it's not that she's saying something that, uh, other people in medieval times would, but, you know, if you go back to, there's an idea in the Benedictine rule that, um, laughter, uh, at least la- raucous or, or uh, laughter is, is, is a bad thing, uh, you know, under, under Benedict. And, uh, you know, if, if you want to see that embellished out to a a, a kind of a ridiculous amount you can watch um, name of the rose uh, or read name of the rose by umberto eco where the the um uh the the prior says that you know laughter disfigures the face now that's not kind of normative it doesn't usually get that far But there is this idea, especially in monasticism, in medieval monasticism, of silence as being the norm. So, laughter is something that breaks that norm. Um, So, it's it's somewhat challenging in the monastic life. But she's saying this cheer, this happiness, is part of how we're supposed to approach God and being of glad expression. So, she understood three kinds of expressions from our Lord. The first is the face of the passion that he shows while he's here in his life dying. And though that's a mournful and sorrowful um, face yet it's also glad and merry if we remember back to her revelation you know at, at when she's looking at the crucifix all of a sudden everything changes and Jesus is there in front of her you know in a glad and merry expression asking her if she's satisfied which sets off a whole series of of reflections right there, but this idea that even in the crucifixion there's a gladness and merriness that transcends the sorrow and the pain that goes on during the crucifixion, and this is a real um, antidote to um, dwelling too much uh, overly much on the sorrow and pain of the cross um, it's it's the sorrow and the pain of the cross is something to be understood, and it 's something to be apprehended. But it always happens in the context of the resurrection, which is god 's greatest joke, one could say uh, on on um, on death. The second kind of face is pity and sympathy and compassion, uh, as we remember earlier um, uh, God looks upon sin not with uh, with pity and not with blame, so this idea of compassion, this all compassionate God, uh, which has a lot of um, you know uh, so, uh, parallels to other world religions, especially like Buddhism, with the idea of the the everlasting compassion of 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 Buddha, the everlasting compassion of the divine uh, you know this is something you this is a thread you actually find throughout religion this idea of the sympathy and compassion of God um but he shows to all of his lovers who have need of his mercy with certainty of saving, and the third is the full blessed face as it shall be without end. Um, and kind of the, the 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 permanent face of Jesus as it shall be, um, even beyond the end of time. And thus, in the time of his pain and his woe, when we're in a, in a hard times, uh, the face of his passion and of his cross helps remind us of the own, of the strength that is his that can be ours when we're in a time of suffering. And in the time of our sinner, sinning, he shows us compassion and mercy, not anger but compassion and mercy, protecting us and defending us against our enemies and making sure that that part of us that is wanted to God is never, ever touched. And those are the two usual faces that we see, mixed in with sometimes of the third. The third is his blessed face, like what it will be in heaven, uh, a gracious inspiration and sweet enlightening of the spiritual life. So the blessed face of our Lord God accomplishes that, inspiring and enlightening us by his grace. He will come again to judge the living and the dead i believe in the holy spirit the holy catholic church the communion of saints the forgiveness of sins the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting amen i ask your prayers for peace throughout the world particularly remembering eastern europe and ukraine i ask your prayers for violence here in our own nation i bid your prayers and intercessions at this time let us pray together our father in heaven hallowed be your name your kingdom come your will be done on earth as in heaven give us today our daily bread forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil for the kingdom the power and the glory are yours now and forever amen let us pray most holy lord the ground of our beseeching who through your servant saint julian revealed the wonder of your love grant that as we are created in your nature and restored by your grace our wills may be so made one with yours that we may come to see you face to face and gaze on you forever Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for joining me for Love Was His Meaning. Until I see you next time, take care, and God bless. Thank you for joining me for Love Was His Meaning today. This podcast is generally available once a week on Thursday. The text of Julian's revelations used in this podcast is The Complete Julian by Father John Julian Swanson OJN and is used by permission of the Order of Julian of Norwich. The theme music is Julian of Norwich by Bombadil and is used under license.